Welcome to the PCS to Corporate America podcast from Cameron Brooks. Our mission here at Cameron Brooks is to help educate junior military officers about their transition options and to inspire veterans to transform their lives and their careers. Ted, welcome to the Cameron Brooks podcast. Great to catch up with you. Um, enjoyed connecting with you the last several years in your transition to Conagra. So I think it'd be great to just tell the listeners, the audience, uh, a little bit about you, uh, what you did in the military and where, what you're doing now. Cool. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me on, Joel. This is pretty exciting. It's my first podcast invite of my career. So pretty cool. Um, so I'm originally from Wilmington, Delaware. Um, I'm married to my wife, Carrie, for 16 years. Love my life, high school sweethearts, all that type of stuff. Um, currently two kids, a nine-year-old boy, Logan, seven-year-old girl, Thea. Um, in the military, I enlisted in the Marine Corps in 2003. I commissioned in 2006 and eventually went to flight school. Um, ended up flying F-18s, uh, was my trade in the Marine Corps. Um, deployed to Japan a couple of times, some power projection uh, type roles. And then my son was born and I decided I think I'm going to get out of the military because apparently your brain changes when you have kids. Yeah. Um, I decided to go back to school, get my master's, pursue my PNP, right? And, and kind of through that program, I found out about Cameron Brooks. Um, so I reached out and did the Cameron Brooks program and it was, it was very great and successful. Um, appreciate everything about it. And now I work for Canagra Brands. Um, so I've been with them six years this past May, and it's still the same company that when I transitioned out of. I'm now in my fourth role in those six years, so I've done a lot of moving around uh, very quickly. I've been able to stay pretty wide and learn a lot and continue to build on that in my career. Um, still kind of seeking, though, what do I want to be when I grow up? I'm 40 years old now, and I don't think you ever really truly get there. Um, but my first role was in audit a good two years um, very wide right she touched every part of the company um, so help me learn a lot in a very short span and help me network as well and then we bought a competitor five years ago and they needed an integration team a part of that integration team was rolling out SAP which is our enterprise resource planning or ERP system um, all of those food plants needed to be upgraded to SAP so that required me traveling to all those plants training how to use it, and then we flip the switch on go live. I'm over their shoulder helping them work through and operate the new system um, for five weeks, all that stabilization, right? So did that for a year and a half. That was rough because that was a lot of travel every week out on Monday back on Thursday, right? It was a calculated sacrifice. and must learn a lot. My wife was understanding, right? Um, I had a great boss that knew I was going to have to get off the road soon, did a lot of legwork for me. Um, and that's kind of when I, yeah, I was asked to apply for a job and I did, I interviewed, I got offered. And then I was asked to interview for another job because supply chain were to keep me. So I had reached out to, just for the listeners. This is an internal, and, uh, and I reached out to you, Joel, and, um, you're one of, I think, four or five people I reached out to help provide some perspective about the things I was thinking, right? Because um, one thing I learned going through the my career search with Cameron Brooks was you don't have to do it all by yourself. And it's really difficult to try to do it all by yourself. Um, so that was some really solid input I got from you. It really helped me steer 
my decision. Um, and I ended up being a data governance uh, program architect for a year and a half. And it was the first time anybody really had that. Role. So that was a lot of figure it out as you go type deal. Also learn some really technical things in the background. Um, realized that data governance wasn't really my future, although I appreciated all of the knowledge that I learned there. And now I'm currently in this role um, on the supply chain distribution network manager. What is that? That is, I manage a team of seven. We're kind of like a central hub to all of Canagra's supply chain, which is a very complex distribution network. And they're a team of me is doing a lot of different things, like a lot of different fires. And I can do a lot of strategic work and a lot of tactical work. So I get to go up and down, um, that type of stuff. And so I've been doing that role for about a year, a little over a year now, um, settling into it. I feel really good about it. I feel like my first three roles set me up nicely for this role. Um, and I feel like I'm kind of finally settling into, you know, what it is I want to be when I grow up. So long answer, but that's, that's everything so far. What do you want to be when you grow up, Ted? Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I want to figure out how to be a good dad, I think is the biggest priority right now. How to be a good dad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of a tough one. Um, my patience has definitely expanded immensely having kids, right? Which also helps in the business world, I do think, especially being a manager. It's the more leadership I practice and try to improve upon, the more I realize that, you know what, leaders just repeat things. You need to be clear and concise and be um, consistent in your messaging on your philosophy and how you want to address problems and approach how we get things done. Well, let's stay on this. I didn't really know we were going to get into this topic, but let's stay on this because I think there's some questions from listeners out there like, how can you be a good dad and be a development candidate in business from your perspective? And how do you do both well? Yeah, I mean, it was tough, right? Parent. I mean, you can say probably back at a parent, we should probably oh, say. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't think we have the best perspective, you and I, for probably being a working mom. I've worked, we have several here. That is a tough, tough job. I, I'm not touching. I'm not going to attempt that one with a 10 foot ball. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's tough. Um, so thinking back to, you know, signing on with Cameron Brooks. I think it was about a year prior to my planned um, exiting active duty that um, I partnered with you guys. And then getting into the development program, right, which really truly is a mini MBA now that I kind of look back on things. And there was, there was a lot of work, especially getting close in because I was finishing my master's, I was finishing my PMP, and I was prepping for the career conference um, pretty much all at the same time. Um, so that was hitting. So I'm fortunate enough that my wife realized the amount of work and stress I was dealing with. And she was doing a really good job, you know, just taking the kids away when I needed it and allowing me to hit my study time when I had my study time. But to that point, I had a scheduled time every day of all the things I was going to do and the amount of time I was going to spend on them. And I stuck to it. And Flex them here and there when I need to, but stay pretty consistent with it. Like that's that's how I got through those rough couple of months. Um, but it is it was tough, you know. I was a little detached from the kids a little bit more than I would have liked, right? But it was definitely a necessary sacrifice. And I was fortunate enough that um, my wife was a stay at home at that point, right? Which is a full time job in and of itself, um, and she provided me that flexibility. 
Um, so one of the big reasons why I we're doing this podcast versus some of the other ones, we have a lot of guests who have yeah. made the transition maybe one to two years ago. We wanted to have a guest that had made the transition five, six years ago to talk about really what you 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 mentioned is that you have now set this foundation and you're figuring out what you want to do and you're feeling more settled in corporate America. And we constantly are preaching this or communicating this to people. We help people make the successful transition. Yep. Or it's just getting out, getting a job or in a location, but really that getting out, building the network, the foundation, the track record of success, so that you now can start pivoting to those higher levels of opportunities. And when we talk to junior officers, because their immediate pain is, I need to get out and find a job. Yeah. That's the immediate pain. But the longer term pain is getting on board a really good company that gets you into a track that allows you to accelerate. So when we're trying to communicate that, I think sometimes it gets lost because that they're not thinking about that future pain of, if I don't find myself in a good company that really gets me, that's going to create a path for me, um, what that ends up really capping me and and all they think about is I just need to make this money, get into a good location, and then whew, I'm out. So that's why we have you here because we know you've made, by our definition of what we call that successful transition. Yeah, it's a uh, transition is not easy. It is hard. Um, no BS. It, it's not easy. And it's going to take a while, right? Thinking back to my first year, I, I remember this and I kind of lean on it every once in a while when I'm um, having a tough week or a day or something like that. Um, my first role in internal audit, um, definitely not my most favorite role, but I would definitely do it again because it gave me a foundation on risk and control and helped provide more terminology to the business world. It also made me think about things a little bit differently because I'd never heard of you know, control points before in the business world, right? Um, so understanding that and relating that terminology to, to how I naturally operated or was taught to operate in the military was very helpful. But even like during those three months, four months, first four, I was like, okay, I got this, like no big deal. And then another six months down the road, I was like, I don't got this. This trans, this stuff is going to be rough. And what I tell people now, I'm six years in, and I think I've been saying for the past year, I'm like 90% transitioned. And I think that's a good balance for me personally. I don't think I, I, I want to hold on to that 10% of Marine Corps officer, which provided me the foundation on just how I'm doing the day to day basis, right? Um, but through that, from first year to being quote unquote 90% transition, definitely a lot of growing pains. Um, wasn't always confident in myself, right? Um, because fear of failure, fear of the unknown, two big fears. Those are the biggest things, um, in my opinion, especially it doesn't stop once you get the job offer. It actually increases more, I thought, once you started doing the job, right? And am I going to sound like an idiot? Is that, am I going to be a stupid Marine, right? Like, all right, is there something that's going to be looked at me or, or he's too militaristic because he runs his meetings a little too stiffly, right? Is he Is he soft enough for us? Those are all in the back of my head this first year, year and a half. And then, you know, you're just around the people and they kind of soften you up a little bit as long as you're willing to always come to things with big eyes, big ears, 
little itty bitty mouth to truly know the space, right? Um, and that's one of the things I always say is make sure you learn the space, then improve on it, right? And that's going to take a you know could take a couple months, could take a year. Uh, my current role, without complex it is, it took me a good year to for me to think that I really have my feet under me. You know, I have certain strategic things I want to go do this next year. Um, so does that kind of answer your question? I think I'm getting a little off track, but yeah, I think you know, you're what makes the successful transition. You talked about learn the job, be a sponge, learn, um, have big eyes, big ears, and the little mouth. Listen, I hear that a lot from people on the humility aspect of it. And um, where I was, and this is obviously going to be self-serving, um, it could sound self-serving, excuse me. I do believe in this. Um, it, the, the point being that I think that a lot, many people getting out of the service focus so much on the immediate need. I mean, yeah. you were getting out, you must have had a three and one-year-old roughly when you were getting out, um, you needed a job, you're thinking about your family. So we focus so much on the, the short term. Totally. Short term, because we need a job. But really, if we look at why is typically most people getting out, they are long-term things. I want more upside in my career. I want more control. I want to be professionally developed. Just talk to somebody. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to be challenged. Yep. So we talk about that when we're about six to 12 months before getting out. But the closer people get towards getting out, they get they start focusing on the short-term pain. I need to find a job. I want it to pay in this. And I want to live in this location or whatever it means. And thinking, what does it matter? And I know this is going to sound self-serving, but it, it, it's not. It's actually, this is the same advice I would give to my children if they were in the military. They're not all created equal. They're right. all not all created equal. The, the role you ended up in has an accelerated path. I mean, look at this. Four promotions in six years. Yeah. Four promotions in six years. You didn't necessarily, you knew probably going to your initial job. You didn't love it as much. You weren't going to like it, but you knew what it was going to provide you. Mm-hmm. That That is the message of what I want to try to draw out from your experience to share with officers listening to this. Sure, short-term pain is important, but that's going to take care of itself. Focus on the long-term. It will. Yeah, I think what I think back to what you guys communicate during the career conference i still there's a session on i can't remember if it was you or chuck that gave the class but you're focused on you know we're leaders in the military you know a lot of us are going to get roles at entry-level management or right below entry-level management for our first role and how we set ourselves up to continue accelerating through our careers and what we want to avoid is the constant reset Oh, I don't like it. I don't like the company. I'm going to go to this other company. Like it's kind of the grass is greener mentality. I don't like this. And then you end up resetting, resetting, resetting. And you're not making any traction because any new company you go to, they've got, they've got to get to know you. It's going to take some time for them to get to know you, your personality, for you to rebuild your reputation in that company. Right. Um, it, it takes time. And I really kind of took that to heart. And even when I wasn't having, you know, the best, weeks or months there was times where i was like flipping my linkedin you know what i'm open for it. i'll listen to readers I, I went and interviewed other places just to go interview sometimes right um i did all that but 
I had met enough good people and there was enough good things that I knew I could go do at Canagra that, you know, I just stuck with it, you know, and I don't regret any, any bit of it at all. And I think that like looking back, that just looks like a much stronger foundation overall. It's solid. My reputation is what it is. Like I, I, tell you, I know what my reputation is. I'm a team player. I'm approachable and I'm not going to BS you. <laughs> that's, when people ask what that is, that's what they're probably going to say. Yeah. So what would you say is the key to stay focused on the long term, the three to four or five year horizon versus yeah. the six month horizon? Yeah. Uh, man, that's a tough one. Um, trust, like trust the experts. This, this is what that people ask me about camera books. Trust the experts. They do this for a living. Look at how selective they were to put you in their program because you guys, how many cans do you guys do a year? About three, three fifty, something like that. Less than that, but yeah, not yeah, so high, it's not, not a high lot. volume place. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a lot. It's the it's the it's the quality over quantity proposition, right? Um, they're like so they've done it and they've done it over and over again. It's a whole wealth of experience. Just put your faith in them, trust them. Right. That's what I did because the whole transition, like it's like that short term. I remember thinking, all right, I'm going to get out of the military. That means in two years, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And then in that last year, I needed to transition to doing the job search. Right. And that was, I was so scared of that. Right. Cause it's easy to go sign up and do a master's. It's like, Hey, this is how you do it. You just got to execute it. Right. Um, well, with camera books, it was kind of the same thing. You guys were like, well, this is how you do it. So I just trusted them. I just did it, right? That giant mountain that it looked like, how am I going to get over that? And you guys, well, we're not going to get over it for you, but we can show you the path, right? Um, we can show you what to do for a second and third and to keep your eye on the prize. Um, that was very helpful for me. That was the mentality I went into it. Um, and there's a lot that you guys prepped me for that I still lean on today, right? Interview prep, um, whether that's, me conducting the interview or me being interviewed, right? I take a job posting and I, I still bust out my highlighters and that's how I break down the job posting still. And I can prep for an interview in 15 minutes now. It's It doesn't take long. Um, so that always helps. And then having all that knowledge on how you guys taught me to break down job postings, it's helped me write job postings. Um, it's also helped me to prep for when I go interview people and how I hire people, right? The things I'm looking for. And I've been pretty successful in, in hiring people as well. Um, that's all helped. You know, I didn't even think about those things in my career, right? I was just thinking as me as an individual contributor. I wasn't even thinking of myself as a people manager or leader in the future. Even though I had done that my entire military career, right? I didn't see it transitioning as much, but now that it's there, it's like, okay, I know how to do this. Oh, and by the way, a lot of the administrative things behind the scenes on how to break down and how to, you know, evaluate talent, just so hard. I directly contribute to the things you guys taught me. And, you know, over the years, I've added some things here and there, things that worked for me, but the foundation was, was from you guys. Super appreciative of that. Yeah. Thank you. It, um, it is one of the greatest values that we have, I believe, is not just helping somebody find the position, mm -hmm. 
but really helping them reach their potential. And all we're doing, we, you know, this is, yeah, this come back to short term. Yes, helping somebody find a position. This is really about helping somebody be a development candidate, be on that path to be a future key leader in a company. Yeah. That's what Roger Cameron founded this company on was not just filling positions, founded the company on that. He believed every, every company deserved to have great leaders in them. And he was a big champion of the junior officer and making that, that set up and focus on that long-term. So it's good to hear that you're taking the lessons from Cameron Rooks and using them, using them still. Let's go back to your transition out. We were talking about this short-term pain, long-term pain. What would you say was the main reason you said you were getting out of the, did I hear quality of life? What were you, what was the main reason you decided to leave the Marine Corps, Ted? Kids just, I had, my son was born 10 days later, I deployed. And the following three months, there was a a change in my brain on how it functioned, my thought process. I started factoring my own mentality for the first time. Right. I was like, maybe I don't want to accept all this risk I'm accepting on a daily basis. Right. And oh, by the way, I want to be home more than 50% of the time as well. Right. Um, but you know, that, that's what we sign up for in the military. We sign up to serve. That is the sacrifice we're willing to give. Right. Um, and I was so when I made this decision, I was, I think, about eight years in active duty, 11 years total-ish, something like yeah. that. Um, so everybody's like, oh, man, you're, you're halfway you're halfway there to retirement. Just stick it out. I'm like, man, that's that's nine years I don't want to lose. That's nine years. Like, that's my kid's going to be nine, and I'm going to be gone half the time. That was unacceptable. So that was, that was the primary for me. Um, so I just, just switched gears. And, you know, being a pilot, people are like, why didn't you go to the airlines? I'm like, it's the same thing. I have a lot of friends in the airlines, but they're gone for the percent of the time. And I respect them in the job they do, but that just wasn't an option for me personally. So why did, if the quality of life was the most, most important thing getting out, why did you do a career search, take a position in Omaha, which neither of you guys are from? Yeah. Why did you yeah. do that? Um, well, we weren't scared of going anywhere, right? So being in the military, you move around, right? My move to Omaha was my seventh move in 10 years. Right. Like you, you're going to move around. Right. So we weren't scared of that. Right. Um, Omaha, you're like, Omaha was that cornfields. Right. But actually, Omaha is a really great city and it's developing very fast. Um, when I flew out to interview here, they put me on a tour and showed me around Omaha. I, was like, I fell in love with the city immediately. Definitely my speed. Um, but we definitely weren't. I think that was because I was in the military and I was not scared of making the transition or, or making the move and go. We've done it so many times. My wife's not scared of making friends. She's great at making friends because she's had so much practice and having to make new friend circles every place we go. Um, we just weren't scared because of that military experience. And I mean, I guess anybody listening to this, that's, you know, a candidate, right? You've got that experience too. So don't be scared to go do it. You put faith in yourself. You're going to be fine. Yeah. I was talking to somebody yesterday, you know, they were saying, I want to get out. I want to choose my own location. So absolutely, choose your own location. If you're going to use location as the only factor in your career search, you're going to miss out on the quality of the position. As very, a very limited. Fit with the company, the upside, the potential, the accelerated development career path. And then, not even to mention, if you're open, you might go visit a place that you didn't know that you would even like, and you may end up really liking it. 
Yeah. That's definitely what happened for me, for sure. It, and I think what happens, Ted, you know, is people say they want to get out and better quality of life, but they don't realize by choosing things that they think are going to improve their quality of life, like a certain amount of money or location, they could invariably end up hurting their quality of life because, I mean, what would you put your value on that you haven't had to change jobs, change companies two to three times in the last six six years? Like how disruptive yeah. do you think that would have been or how leveling has it been to be in the same organization for six years? It's it's been great, right? Like in the military, you get a new boss every six months to a year, right? Um, I've had a bunch of great bosses so far, so far in in Canara. and the ability to also choose your own boss is a thing as well, right? You don't apply for roles you don't want, right? And when I go apply for a role, like I am going to ask how this person is as a leader, right? That's very important to me because it's. It's the intangibles, right? It's not the money. It's it's definitely the job and what I'm going to do. But a lot of it is, who am I going to be working with, right? How are the people? And that's definitely a message out there is that there's a lot of great people out there. Go find and meet them. And I've definitely found so many at my current company at Canagra. And there was a lot of people in the military, too, that were great. But don't let the military tell you that you'll never have the same camaraderie because I just don't think that's true. It's true. It's good. Well, great, great insight, Ted. Now I know it sent you a list of questions to think about ahead of time. Um, yeah. I don't know if we've covered all of them. Is there anything you prepared for that I didn't ask you that you feel like you need to get out and share with the audience? Um, so we talked about transition. It's hard, right? Um, you don't have to do it all yourself, right? That's like, and that's that's why you're asking about camera books now is like why you're inquiring with them. You want some help with that transition. Yeah, I sure as hell did. Like I needed it. Um and I got what I needed. Well now in my career it's the same thing. Like you can't do it all yourself. You're gonna have plenty of problems that you're gonna interact. like, I don't know how to go solve this. But I know some smart people that are pretty cool people that can help me think through it, right? Whether that's my direct boss and my old bosses, my current team, right? Bit other business partners. It's there's no shortage of business problems to solve. Um, and I think to me, I, one of the questions was, um, what what do I define as a successful transition? Right? Um, I think there's a couple key things. Um, you're definitely confident in the face of all the unknowns because you're going to get constant unknowns every day in the business world. And it's fine. That's part of the fun part, right? That's part of the problem solving. It's not monotonous, right? Um, I think that might be a stigma in in the business world from the military that the business world can be monotonous. I don't think that's, I think that's, that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, So being confident in the face of those unknowns is definitely a big key. And and then you'll eventually get there, right? You got to, you have to learn, you have to be technically and tactically proficient, right? That's a military mantra. It's the same in the business. You got to learn the job. You got to get good at your job too. All the opportunities will come as long as you put in that work, right? Um, another thing is your reputation is going to precede you. This is nothing new to anybody, right? But you have, when you're starting your new company, all the power in the world of how you want your reputation to be, right? I wanted my reputation to be that of a team player. 
I wanted people to hear my name and be excited I'd be on a certain project. Oh, we're getting Ted? Sweet. That's going to be helpful. Right? That's what I wanted. And I think I've achieved that. Um, that's Those two things are, are definitely part of the successful transition. Yeah. Be confident in the unknowns. They'll eventually take care of themselves, kind of navigate through that. And, yep. and then I go back to the advice you gave, your words here, you know, big, big eyes, big ears, little mouth. That helps you get confident in the unknowns. And then the, the, obviously it ties into the reputation too, because I think bosses really like people who are willing to learn yep. and uh, um, soak up the things. So I love it. Ted, great advice. Yeah. And I guess the last piece I put on that is I kind of alluded to it as well. I was like, you know, I'm like 90% transition, but I want to get onto that military 10% that makes me me. Being able to balance your military discipline with your civilian patience, right? I kind of alluded to the patients earlier on, on a leadership level. If you're if you find yourself you're striking that balance, so you're disciplined in your approach, and people already know you're going to be the disciplined approach, but you're also going to be patient because you're going to bring them along with you, right? That's that's a good feeling. Excellent, Ted. Thank you for being a guest for sharing your six years of. Um, at least business expertise and insight telling your transition story and um, congratulations on all your success. I do have one, one thing I don't know if the listeners will find this funny. I remember our conversation uh, when you were trying to figure out what to do in, in September of 2020, because I was walking around the Austin airport with a mask on. <laughs> it, was, it was the COVID time. And I was like, I'm sorry if I'm coming across muffled but yeah. with a yeah. conversation. Um, so it's great to have you back here. And it's excellent to see how that job has then catalyzed you to these other promotions. So yeah, thank you again. I, thank you. Um, honored to be a guest, Joel. I was really ecstatic when you reached out. Um, there's there's so much that you as you and Cameron Brooks and Darius has taught me that I continue to learn, build on it. It's only continued to help me. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to another edition of the Cameron Brooks podcast. Stay tuned for the next one. On the next episode, Joel and I will have a discussion a little bit more around the topic of some of the pain points that military officers experience as they're considering making the move to corporate America. And then, of course, as they're uh, in the process, you know, with Joel having helped military officers for over 25 years and now with my experience a little over a decade, we together will join up, join forces, and talk through what we typically see, what we typically hear, and some ideas, some tricks, some thoughts around how to how to navigate what can be sometimes a very difficult move, at least seemingly difficult move from the military to corporate America. So just stay tuned for that one. Of course, we'll launch that episode again in two weeks. Um, if you're just finding us for the first time and want a little bit know a little bit more about who we are and what we do, is, of course, you can go to our website, Cameron-Brooks.com. That's kind of the place to start. We've got a lot of information about who we are, what we do, of course, but we also have uh, information, um, uh, transition guides. We uh, publish to a blog every week, of course, so you can find more information on who we are, what we do. So, uh, check us out there. If you have any uh, direct questions that you'd like to talk to us about, you can certainly email me directly. My email is pete at cameron-brooks.com. Glad to help in any and every way I can. Uh, so until next one, thanks again for joining in. Make it a great day.